Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. May we listen for that sweet spot with all our heart. Welcome to the listening for the sweet spot. So this is a trigger warning. You know, I don't know if it happens to all of you, but certain times when we say things in certain ways, other people find it really offensive. So if by some chance you're triggered by the lens or the perspective, please take the time to check in with yourself and know that there's no intention here to trigger beyond a bump or a polish in the part that wants to grow. So thanks for listening and uh, take good care of yourself. How were you as a person or as a human, how were you informed about your gender? Wow. How did that all along the lines of like our foundation, right? Because those core beliefs and those early imprints, they're part of our foundation and who we understand ourselves to be in gender and roles. I mean, these are the rites of passage. This is what helps us identify ourselves. That's a tough one because from age eight to age 12, I was molested by this man that was a parishioner in my dad's church. And so how do I identify myself, you know, as a man sexually or whatever, you know, it's like, there was a lot of confusion for a long time for me. You wow. know, it's like, am, am I, you know, am I gay, straight, where am I? You know, it's like, it's like an eight-year-old does not, you know, belong being exposed to sexuality, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, you know, it's like, and so, so as far as identifying myself, it, it, it really, it was a, a really difficult thing to do, you know, because it's, it's like, I'm a very sensitive, very loving person. And, and, you know, it's like, and, and defense mechanisms pushed everybody away, you know, it's like, and, and it, it, it made me really vulnerable to the disease of alcoholism and, and anything else that I could, that I, you know, that I could divest myself from my feelings with. So that's a, it's a difficult one to, to say, you know, I would say actually, reconciled with myself and but my freedom in my identity came from not even that long ago i think like 10 years ago i gave myself permission to, to be gay if i wanted to be gay nice. and i don't and i'm not but just giving myself permission not to be subjected to the dogmatic dictates of the shame and guilt that all the story that runs in my head. And when I did, you know, I have plenty of gay friends and, you know, it's like, and, you know, I love people. It doesn't matter what's between your legs for me to, you know, whether I love you or not, you know, how I love people is, is contingent upon how I see them interact. How do you interact in society? You know, it's like, that's, that's what matters to me, you know? So now my identity is more of just want to be a good human being. You know, and I'm in my 60th year. So like, you know, it's like, I guess, you know, I'd like to be able to share some of the things that have been gifted to me in a good way. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of acquiescing into being an elder. You know, it's like, I mean, how'd that happen? Thank you for that. How did you develop a, an awareness of yourself 
as far as your role that you played as a man and like who you were in the tribe? Like, how did you build that understanding of yourself? Good questions. Well, we want to understand um, in the community and who they are, you know, and these baseline things are just going to help us get senses of each other. You know what I'm saying? So the question one more time is how do I, how did I identify myself in the community? Well, I mean, you, you identify, you know, your, your early days as having a certain amount of like confusion and trauma in it. And then as you developed in your relationships, you became a character, right? You developed a self. So how did that develop in your community and in your life? Like what, what how did you develop? So I pretty much, I, I, had to dive in. I'm not one that's really wired to learn from your experience and tell me not to do something and I'm apt to do it, you know, and, 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 and I don't like to be told what to do. So really what I, it's, as far as developing that is I have, I do and always have really seen that everything's happening for us, not to us. Everything's happened for me, not to me. And so it's like, so I view the people that come into my life as mirrors. And, you know, I used to like gauge where I was at by the company that I would, that I kept. And the only way that I could tell if it was, you know, if it was, if it was a place where I needed to be was by following the debris trail. The debris trail? Yeah. Yeah. It, of, of where I fucked up, where I screwed up, where, you know, where, where did I miss the mark? What brought me out of alignment of, of, of being, being content? I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily happy because, you know, I haven't always been all that happy. You know, I, I, you know, I've been paying attention and, and, and like I said, I'm empathic and I'm very sensitive and I feel everything. You know, so, so, but what, a, you know, what I, I used to gauge that by the people around me and, and I've grown to trust that, you know, I, I find in the last couple few decades of my life, I'm surrounded by really good people who tell me I'm really good people. And whether I believe it or not, it's like the experiences that, that I have tell me that it's true. It's like the things that line up, the, the, the opportunities, you know, where I used to have to follow the debris trail to see where I missed the mark. It's like today, I look at the, the multitude of opportunities, like these crossroads that are in front of me as a guide to, to how I'm experiencing my life. I like how you're talking about things happening for you because... In hearing, you know, little flashes of what it has been to be you, it's easy for someone to say, hey, this is messed up, you know, this isn't right, and da 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 But to grow on is where you grow your character. And I, I think what you're saying is something that our generation can experience is that you get to a spot where you kind of line up with the gold, like you line up with the people who are in your frequency and on the same paths, and you just start to, you know, relate to them and move with them, and you're not in that self-deprecating or self-hating or, you know, judging of the self that can happen sometimes, you know, because right. I know I grew in that generation where uh, in the, when, when the recent moons, I've been praying a lot to tell the truth sweetly and trying to understand why I get so angry sometimes. Right. And so it all comes down to this internal belief that was actually not true 
that like I was affecting people, like it was my fault. Like it had something to do with me because I'm so strong and I'm so loud and blah, 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 you know? So, but once I really understood that recently, I went in there and I was like, oh, that's not even true. Like that has nothing to do with you. How someone else acts has nothing to do with you. Like, of course I've known this before, but there was a, a small wound or somewhere that was like this little girl saw how much everything was being affected and she was trying so hard to make everything right for everybody that it was paralyzing my own expression sometimes. Do you know what I mean? It was taking away my authenticity. So the more I prayed for authenticity, the more I was like, oh, wow, this is what's blocking the authenticity is this programming, is this patterning, this belief that really is enough truth anymore. Like it doesn't resonate. It was like a trick of the mind. Right. You know, and and to coattail on that, it's like, when I do the inventory process, you know, which, which is when I look at the stuff, mm-hmm. I see the common threads mm. because there's reoccurring situations. There's high vibe and low vibe. You know, it's like I, I've dated the same woman over and over and over because I didn't learn the lesson that I needed to, you know, different face, different name, but same situational, you know, collisions. And the common thread in, in all of my experience, in every experience I've ever had, the common thread is me. I'm the one that's been involved in all of those relationships. So I have a part in that. that I need to take a look at that. And I, I need to be honest with myself about that. And when I do that, not every low vibe situation was a horrific situation. I'm gleaning information. I'm attracted to, you know, all of the things that I'm attracted to. But some of the things are healthy for me. Some of the things are healthy for me, you know, and, it, and the only way to, to discern that is to look non-judgmentally for, for those common threads. What is, what is the fabric? What is really holding the fabric together? What is, you know, why am I in alignment with this, that, or the other thing? So it's like who I am as a human being today is somebody that like, when something happens in front of me, I stop, take a deep breath, take a look at myself. What is my part in this? And what am I going to do about it? You know, give myself time to, to ask the three questions. You know, it's like, does, does something need to be said? You know, if yes, then does that need to be said by me? And if that's true, then does that need to be said by me right now? You know, and if I've given myself time enough to, to, to ask those questions and listen for the answer, it's imperative to listen for the answer too. <laughs> you know, generally speaking, whatever's in front of me, I won't have to make an amends for <laughs> You know, because so I'd be coming from a place of love, not being, you know, not being reactionary, you know, and, and, you know, I'll be coming from a place of understanding, which generally speaking, when there's conflict, somebody feels misunderstood. Yeah. And it might not even have to have a conversation, just simply saying, I understand. I find that very much. I, I'm always saying that to my clients, myself, my family, it's like, when you really understand the person, then you can start to like appreciate where they're coming from. Then they don't have to be defended and guarded because sometimes you're pushing to be seen, to be heard, to be understood. Exactly. And then once yeah. there, then we can cultivate that beautiful energy there. 
But if you're still trying to get the person to really understand where you're coming from, especially if that person perceives you in a role or a resource, you know, like I'm a mother of sons, so I'm the mom, you know, so like no matter what I do, I'm their mom. But like, I'm not just their mom, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot to me as a person, but in this frame, there's a certain kind of parameter for myself. But as they come to understand me as I'm, they're older and I'm going to be whatever I'm going to be, they're going to have to learn to understand that lady that was your mom is also Croatia and she's doing rites of passage and she's, you know, doing whatever she's doing with her life. And you got to come to understand her, you know, but that means they have to leave. Right the idea that they have me in, you know? So it's always an adjustment in relationships over time. Until, I guess, the last 20 years of my life, a working knowledge, like a working relationship with my spirit guides. Mm -hmm. They were there. It's not that they did, that I didn't have any. I just didn't know who they were, what they were there for, mm -hmm. why, why I should trust them. <laughs> it's like, you know, what, what they were even about, you know? Mm -hmm. And over time, it's like, you know, it's like where I used to have to kind of survey the lay of the land and the debris trail and the opportunity trail in front of me to be able to, to make the adjustments that need to be made. It's like now, after all these years, it's like if my guides tell me to do something, I just do it. Right. Yeah. Because that internal compass I've. I've done it enough. They've told me enough. And, you know, it's like, and, you know, like I might come out with like, why me? And they're like, why not you? Mm -hmm. You know, do you know anyone else qualified to do what we're asking you to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Then why not you? Why are you even asking the questions? I'm like, okay, sorry. You know, it's like, I got it. All right. <laughs> Mine isn't really to ask. It's just to be obedient, you know, and it, and, and it's like, and when I do, I've just grown to trust that it's like when I, I got a general idea of where I'm going with my life. But if I really, if I were scripting it, if I were, if I followed everything, every expectation, every desire, every, I would sell myself so short of where I'm supposed to be in life. So it's like, you know, I've, I've just gotten to the place in my life where it's like, I just trust. It's like, you know, everything's been stripped away from me. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's feel light about this. Let's feel, you know, mm -hmm. you know, cause it's all a matter of perspective. Anyhow, you know, the same situation, you know, that, that I find liberating now would have crippled me 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's really, it's just a matter of, you know, of, of living in acceptance with the, with how the world's unfolding, you know, and, sure. and not to say that, you know, I don't need to know how to correct the world's problems to acknowledge that it has problems. Okay. I, I don't need to have the answers to all of the, all of the situations. I just need to be, I need to be honest with myself of how the information lands, you know, and then act accordingly. Let me go to the last one for this round. And you've already touched on it. How do you maintain or create a sense of knowing in yourself? Like, how do you know the truth? Like, how do you stay connected to spirit, source, God, whoever you believe it? Like, what are your practices to be able to stay in alignment to that truth that we all call for? 
That's simple. Is it love or is it fear? Okay. You know, it's like I want to, I seek to connect because I'm a pack animal. But I was taught to attach. When you get them in, there's a relationship I want to be in. I just like, oh, I want to be in this. You know, it's like, in, you know, it's like in, in you know, attachment is fear-based. Connection is love-based. You know, and, and everything has words are really powerful. And everything has an essence. You know, am I trying to communicate or am I trying to scold? You know, am I, am, am I trying to, to, to share knowledge or am I trying to be seen as a knowledgeable person? Do I actually want to be of service or do I want to be viewed as a man of service? Mm. You know, because being, being viewed is my insecurities, like needing to be viewed. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are my insecurities going, I'm not enough. I'm, I'm a charlatan. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. None of that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the molested child. I'm not, I'm not a carpenter. I'm not a musician. I'm not, you know, I'm a radiant orb of love. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All these other things have formulated my perspectives, but it's not who I am. You know, and, and when, I, when I forget to be afraid, it's easier to remember who I am. And when I remember who I am, it, I'm that much closer to living in my purpose because now I'm in alignment with, with, with the loving force of creation rather than, than being tangled up and struggling with the social dictates of constructs of the society that, that, that we all live in. You know, it's like, in, you know, whether we believe in it or not, we all live in it. Yeah, sure, I could go to a cave somewhere and just like own myself right out of, you know, right off the planet if I wanted to, but that's not what I came here for. I don't know what everybody else came here for, but I came here to be of service. I came here to be of service to my brothers and sisters. I've been groomed and I've availed myself to really difficult stuff for a long time. And I realize it's because there's really nothing that's going to shock me. I've been deep down in the trenches. You know, I've done and experienced things that, you know, that make my spirit blush and, you know, and, and, and I've, I've put myself in situations that, that, that I would be embarrassed to, to even admit, but I've been there. Even all of that is, has been part of formulating the perspectives of, of where I am now at this point in time. I just like, I'm tickled that I'm in my 60th year, you know, it, with this global experience, the way it is, I'm stepping into what I came here to do with both feet. I'm just going to stay in love and, and, you know, when the fear comes up, cause I'm a human being having a, you know, I'm a spiritual being having human experience and fear, you know, fear is real fight, flight, or freeze. Those are, those are survival skills, but it, all this shame and guilt and all of this fear and, you know, fear, 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 you know, it's like, I don't even, I can't even watch a television anymore. I mean, it's like, I watch Rick and Morty, but that's about it. You know, it's like, and it, even, even the Discovery Channel and all that crap is, is turned into this, you know, sensationalism. And, and it's just, you know, I mean, I'm, I kind of like the edginess of the Vice Network because they, they delve into real, real stuff. You know, one of the things I had prayed about when I first got involved in the, that, you know, the gatherings that we met at is shared prayer and brotherhood and sisterhood. So I really love hearing that the man tribe is cultivated. You know, I do a lot of uh, work with sisterhoods and, as well. And I just feel like 
cultivating our best selves and being able to be mirrored like you talk about with your peers and just kind of like bringing through whatever you got to bring through. I was listening to Jack Cornfield talk about just sitting with so much heaviness and trauma with a group of men and they all just sang and they like sang for like an hour and oh everyone was brought to tears after a while of just like just being in the song and letting everything move through and it just it was so touching to me so I really like everything I'm hearing about the man tribe so right yeah so I, I tend to lead from the back of the pack I like to be in the in the rear you know because that's where the elders are and that's where I glean the, <laughs> the information let the young bucks run ahead with their tails wagging and, you know, it's like, and, and scout out this, that, the other thing. And it's like, you know, come back and report what you found. But it's like, I tend to, tend to, to, to sit back and allow, because that's how my process was. I had to taste it. I had to touch it, feel it, think it, smell it, you know, before it was mine to, to, to internalize. For me, with Global Spirit Family, it's like, I work with men and women. You know, it's like, because... For me, it's like what's worked for me is the harmonization of my own internal feminine, my own internal masculine. And when those two are in harmony, then I don't have conflict with, 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 with the women or the men in my life in a way that I can't, you know, I can't go right to this is, this is why this is happening, you know. But I have, to, I, have to, I have to be in harmony within. Where I live, there isn't a lot of... There aren't a lot of women stepping up in a good way. I'm just going to come out and say it. And so I try to hold that container as best I can and not push. You know, it's like, but it's like, you know, it, there's a lot of conflict in, in, the, the, in, that, in that struggle. You know, and my belief is that we're not at a place where the masculine has to be removed, you know, we're not in a place where we're going to shift. It's going to become a, a, a maternal society or matriarchal society. I think we're in a place where it's where the masculine is going. It needs to help the feminine rise to her power mm -hmm. and stand side by side mm -hmm. and honor the differences between the two because there are differences between the two. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Medicine Wheel teaches that the feminine is to hold the emotional strength. The masculine is to hold the physical strength. If it was different than that, we would be competing side by side in the Olympics. And we're not. You know, there is a difference. And if there was an emotional Olympics, the feminine would come in with the gold, silver, and bronze. You know, until we caught up with that. Until we caught up with our internal feminine. And then we could actually be complementary instead of competition. And it's not to say that, that a woman can't hold the physical container. It's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is men, men have been manipulating women with their, with their power and their strength. And women have been manipulating men with their, their power and their strength. And we've co-created the last 30,000 years. This isn't one side's right, one side's wrong. Oh, I Nothing like that. I agree. Like we as human beings need to get our shit together so we can live in harmony with the rest of the beings we live in this planet with you know and for me that that is being in love and not in fear you know and accepting accepting those differences as purposeful mm -hmm. you know and, and not something to be judged you know not to be judgmental about you know be in acceptance and, and 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 allow you know so 
think well, that, that answers that. That's, that's great. Good stuff. So the last quote, last thing I'm just going to throw out there as we wrap up is shared prayer, like my fantasy plan or the thing that I continue because, you know, you, you're, some of your shares were, were validating in, in my experience as a not Native American person but who had visions and dreams and black elk come and tell her to do stuff and build sweat lodges in my yard. Like, you know, since the nineties, I've been doing all these things I've been told to do and I'm pretty quiet about it. Nobody even knows I'm doing it, but I went and I did the four year moon dance so that I could be, you know, given permission to, you know, pour water from, from, from a collective, you know, people that are praying in that way. But I never felt like I wasn't being guided or informed about, the important of reverence and respect and things like that. And if anything, when I was sloppy in a space, it had more to do with all the energy of feeling all the ways that people were looking at me and telling me how I was supposed to be. Because when I'm home and I'm just making a little prayer and I'm singing to each rock and I'm putting it in there and stuff like that, I'm not thinking I'm doing anything weird. I'm totally one with everything, singing with the moon and the sun, you know what I mean? So, but in my intuition and in my guidance, the part that I feel I can be, you know, a catalyst in is shared prayer, you know, just like, how can we get all the communities? Of course, everyone should be where they're comfortable and where they feel alive and thrive. But for us to come together in understandings that allow shared prayer towards common understandings, because anytime we think one way is better than the other or compete or do any of that kind of stuff and don't use it in that spiral of everything, we're going to get stuck, right? So what do you think about shared prayer and communities and what are your suggestions as to how that can be cultivated? Great question. Western culture thinks linearly, thinks in a square. Uh-huh. You know, it's medicine wheel and, and, and indigenous cultures think round. A universal symbol is the spiral, which is round, but it's expanding. It's not coming back to the same point. It's coming near it coming near it so we can review it so we can look at it so but it's growing and the whole universe is spiraling out at the speed of light like ring all directions exactly but but they know they don't it doesn't connect right it keeps growing mm-hmm. and it's it's it and it, it is in every life form and it's like it's the nature the expanding nature of the universe so everything is working in the, in, toward the betterment of all beings, okay? And every ceremony ever created was created by somebody seeking to connect mm-hmm. with creation. Mm-hmm. It's not as important how we pray. What's important is that we pray. And that we give ourselves the time to be in contemplation that we give ourselves the time to ask the questions, that we give ourselves the time to actually wait for the answers, which is why there's this part of the logic of a four-year process, which is actually a lifelong process. But we could swallow a four-year pill then more than we could a you know, lifelong process. There's a divine intelligence. There's a power of attraction. There's science and there's spirituality. And I think the two actually exist to prove the existence of each other. Oh, nice. I like that, Steve. That's cool. Well, you know, I mean, physics, yeah. quantum physics tells us that just the, the intention to witness event is an event is enough to alter the outcome. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to be present, but that's a spiritual truth. That's mm-hmm. physics and science. Right. You know, that's why I started Global Spirit Family. It's like my contention and I got 
over a thousand people on that mailing list. And if I set an intention and somebody's in Germany holding the space for that intention and somebody's in Australia, somebody's in New York and somebody's in California, and we're all holding those thoughts, all the beings in between us are being affected by that prayer. And it goes down to the, the last question that you asked. It's like, love is the answer to every question that's ever been asked by anybody anywhere. All the enlightened masters said the same thing. That's where we need to be. Be in love with any situation. Not, not being an acceptance of a situation of being the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hear people say, well, my parents did the best they could. It's like, well, my parents did the best my parents did. But I don't think they did the best they could. I try to do the best I can at any given moment. And I've been trying for a long time. You know, I've been paying attention and been working, walking this road. And, you know, and there are certainly blocks of time where I consciously go, I don't want to do my best, damn it. (laughs) I'm going to just be a pain in the ass. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be the little imp child that I, you know, and, and I act out and I reap the benefits accordingly, you know, then I get redirected and, you know, I come around and, you know, go, oh, I'm sorry, whatever. But, you know, it's like we do the best we do, whatever that is. And if we, if we were going to do it differently, we would have done it differently. <laughs> and all of that's going into the hopper of, of, of the experience, you know, of what not necessarily what to do, but what not to do maybe. You know, and, and in that reflection, it's like we're all connected, whether we want to be or not. It's like gravity affects us all. And it doesn't matter whether we believe in gravity or not. When I get out of bed, I'm really confident my feet will not hit the ceiling. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's like grown to trust it, whether I can't see it, but I know it's there. Because I can see the, 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 I can see the, the product of its existence. You know, it's like the wind. I can't see the wind, but I can see things that are affected by it. It's like, I can't see how my prayer is helping, but I know it is. Yeah. And if I were trying to attach a vision to that, to, to whether it was helping or not, chances are by my debris trail, I'd be selling myself way short of the efficacy of the prayer. The other thing that I'll say is, you know, going back to the very beginning of this, you know, I question myself, am I a charlatan? Do I deserve to be doing this? Should I be doing this, that, or the other thing is like, if I'm doing the best that I can, that's the best that I can, then nothing else can be ex- expected from me. Mm-hmm. Service is the verb of love. If I'm working toward being of service, everything I need will be provided to do that. Because... You know, as long as it's not self-service, especially now, the universe needs us, needs us to stand and be counted in a good way Mm -hmm. to dispel that illusion of separation. Because, you know, the only place that we're separated is is our own personal soul's evolution. Mm -hmm. But in the other two karmas, the, the ancestral karma and the collective karma, there is no separation. You know, there's a reason for the individual to be the individual. I just try to step out of that and, you know, just look, how can, how can I be of service and, you know, do the best I can. And if I was put in this place to do this, I'll cripple myself if I ask too many questions why at this point. I'd rather just trust the love of the universe. I like it. 
I like it. So then what we've been doing is just letting these little portals that we open up in these conversations, we've been sealing them up with a prayer. You know, we came to understand in our call and also just to kind of close it up because it's a sensitive space. And so we want you to go back into your day and be able to focus on what needs to be done next and know that your heart was heard and felt and appreciate your voice in our community. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's a blessing. And I do it different ways. Sometimes we pray together. Each person says something. Sometimes I like sing a song and close it up, you know, like however it feels right. We can just do it in silence and say prayers. You know, I really try to allow that to be what feels best to the people involved. I mean, I like all the ways to pray personally. You know, that's my favorite spot. So how do you feel about how would you like to close up? Do you want to be involved in the closing prayer? Do you know the strong woman saying? The strong woman what? The strong woman sign? I don't think so. Why you want to sing it for us? Yeah, I do. Right, I'm going to take it. Let's bring it up. May it be your strong woman, my strong woman, all the strong women working with all the strong men. May we come into our hearts into alignment. May we let go of all distortion and the ways that we've seen ourselves and each other so we can really live in harmony, sister and brother. Thank you, Steve, for this song. Go ahead. Thank you. And I'd like to offer this too, to, to as well, to the, to the women and, and, and the men to, to, uh, for us to hold that space and to, to hold that space for our sisters to be everything that they came here to be without, 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 uh, without the, 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 the bondage that we've offered mm-hmm. in the past to divest ourselves from that. And um, for the, for the masculine to hold that space for, for <laughs> us all to thrive. Blessed be.
Thank you so much, Steve. May that be felt in all the hearts. May everybody understand that everybody really just wants to do their part. So thank oh. you for coming up to our new voice today. Let's you to hear more about you. Thank you, sister. Thank you for this opportunity to come together like this. Yeah, good times. Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website, gwtrustfamily.com and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. Rhythm in the middle Rhythm in the middle